I'm Amanda P. Hey, I'm Angela. Mariah here. Hey, I'm Paris, and welcome to the Elephant in the Room podcast. Yeah, let's get started. What's up, guys? How are y'all today? We're living, surviving. We're here. So quarantine. Yeah, quarantine has been a trip. If you know. If you guys haven't realized, we are recording remotely, so bear with us. And this is our first podcast. Um, it doesn't mean we won't give you quality, but again, just bear with us. We are recording on Zoom, and I'm sure everyone knows how annoying Zoom can be. So, from, from various locations, may I add? International as fuck. Are we going to curse in this podcast? I'm going to curse in this podcast. <laughs> okay, I just curse. can't imagine. I can't imagine I, me not cursing. In this. I curse in my own life anyway, so exactly. I'm cursing. All of us are sailors. Not sailors, but like we curse a lot. So, so um, okay. So today's tweet of the week goes to DYN Music. Shout out, bro. And he says, I think Lisa Ray and anybody else who feels Nikki owes Little Kim anything in 2020 is fucking stupid. Then to say a little came came out in a time with all dudes as if Nikki hasn't been running shit amongst dudes for 11 years now and 109 charts entries. Get out. First of all, yes. I agree. Um, I agree because Nikki has constantly said many times that little Kim was an inspiration for her rapping when she was coming up. She does not have to say shit anymore we are in 2020 and she has made a name for herself separate of little kim period i just first of all nobody's rapping better than Nicki minaj let's start off with that Nicki minaj is the best rapper not only of our generation but period period i just don't get why people don't put respect on Nicki's name like she's been doing this for years like she is such an inspiration to us because when she came out we were all like you know kids and we looked up to her and like look at her now she's paved the way for so many famous female rappers that are popular today so without her they wouldn't be there period let's not let's not disrespect the feature queen that's not let's not how many times can you how many times can you pay respect to someone? Like, literally, am I supposed to just have my whole career dedicated to Little Kim? Like, I'm my own person. Like, That's I true. Nicki Minaj is fucking Nicki Minaj. Like, literally. Nicki Minaj has been out since 2010 and has not stopped. So I don't want to hear from anybody else because where was everyone else for the past tech decade? Where were they? Exactly. exactly. Hiding under a rock. That's where. She's held down the fort for the entire female rap genre. For at least 10 years. Yeah, for the past decade. So yeah, nobody's Absolutely. really seeing her. Nobody's really seeing her. Yeah, and she always gets shitted okay. on for no reason. I don't get it. Where were y'all at? Little Kim dropped the album in 2019. That shit was number one on Amazon Music. I looked at the Spotify views. You guys were not in attendance. So if you love her, support her music. Bashing Nikki isn't going to do anything because... Any publicity Nikki gets, somebody's going to go, let me listen to her and see what she's about. They just think. They don't know how to get over things. Never want to even listen to new stuff. Remy Ma, everybody in the conversation. This is a pop culture segment. Bow, bow, bow. Um, <laughs> what I'm going to discuss is, basically, I just want to talk about the history that's been made over the past week, last week. Um, the top, the top Billboard charts, um, first and second were Nicki Minaj and Doja Cat and Beyonce, Period. the Queen Bee, and Meg Thee Stallion. How do you guys feel about it? 
Oh, well, the Savage remix, amazing. Beyonce did what she did, mm-hmm. and she didn't, she doesn't and she didn't come to play. She served everything on that song. She gave but, the song. Yeah, but yeah. unpopular opinion, I like the original re- uh, song for Say So. I'm pers- I don't know. That's just Here's me. I think thing. Doja was fine on her own, but I like how Nicki Minaj did collaborate with her, and the fact that these four like powerhouse women in the music industry, they're finally getting their recognition and they're shining. I wish that Say So was formatted better. Yes, that's what it is. Um, you know, as a listener, I kind of was confused with what I was hearing. I was hearing a lot at one time. It wasn't bad. I feel like, well, from what I heard from Nikki's tweets, it was kind of, they pieced the song together. It just wasn't as... Nikki just threw a verse in. Yeah, yeah. it did not flow. Personally, you guys, it came because they both wanted to squash the beef that the, we call them the crazy part of the barbs, Mm -hmm. starting after Doja was was defending one of her fans. And to ensure that everybody knew that Nikki and Doja had no beef, they were like, let's make a, let's do a song. Let's kill, let's kill this the best way we know how. Yeah, but I agree with Paris. Like, it just didn't flow right. Like, you can tell the melodies and the mix. Nikki's is completely different from the original that Doja has. So I agree with Paris on that. But it's a fire verse. I mean, Nikki always spits her shit. So. It also was different Absolutely. because it leaked. It leaked. The original version leaked before they oh, it took did? it out. I didn't, yes. know, I didn't know that. I'm not a Twitter yes. person, so... I saw that I, I was on, I just, I'm not a Twitter person either, but the one time I went, I follow a well, lot I'm of Nicki Minaj fan pages. I'm a Twitter hoe, so I knew that. I'm a, they, they put in a few, uh, two different um, versions of it. Do you know how stan culture gets down? Oh, stan culture is crazy. It is. But, but hey, it all worked out because the original version became the clean version that people can play. True. And now they have two different versions of a song coming out, increasing the stream. So anybody who likes the original can go ahead and listen to that shit. Yeah. And if you me. like this, and if you like the new one, listen to that. But hey, stream both of them. I uh, look for Nicki Minaj singing on anything. I do. <laughs> the only thing that I would have liked to change about the Say So remix is when she says, "Used to be bi, but now I'm just hetero." I'm hetero. Yeah. I okay. actually was like. I- I have a little. I have a little uh, thing to say about that. I, I did some researching about that. Okay. So apparently, it was supposed to be a little shade drag to um, Erica Men- Menia, who's okay. with Safari because she used to say that she was bi and this, that, that, and that she was the girls and whatever. And then she got with Safari. So you know how Nikki is. She'll pin off her. She'll she'll put all of that in. I'm not sure if that's true. Nikki hasn't said anything on it, but I haven't heard, I haven't heard her say anything against it. So, you know, if she did, I'm weak. That that is hilarious. If she did, I'm laughing. But I like the background information because I did not know that. So thank you. So my topic is how Bad Girls Club has gotten no justice. For being one of the greatest shows of our time. It's not on Hulu. It's not on Netflix. It's not on Amazon Prime. And no, we're not going to buy it off YouTube. Are you serious? We deserve to have it on at least one platform. And I know it's not that expensive to buy it because y'all have all the Vampire Diaries. And nobody's watching that. No Tino Shades. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, I'm watching that. Listen. (laughs) Hey. And y'all be watching One Tree Hill, all T, all okay, shade. Shut up. One hey, Tree Hill. Hey. <laughs> okay. I still have but, not finished the last season of One Tree Hill. Let's stay on topic. 
Bays. I don't know why it's on any platform. It should be. I'm not paying for it on YouTube. I'm not paying for it on YouTube. Who's gonna fuck's gonna pay for that? You. I don't see. Am I the only one that doesn't see YouTube as a streaming service? I don't. They're trying to become a monopoly. But it also has always been a place for music as well. Yeah, I watch music videos every day on YouTube. Like when we want to watch music videos and we can't catch them on television, we watch them on YouTube. So I can see them having like their own music site, but I, I'm not paying for like television shows. On no, there. it should be free to the public. It should be a f- accessible streaming platform for everybody. If I have a subscription to Hulu or Netflix or Amazon or Disney Plus or Disney Plus, yeah, I feel like they don't count. I feel like shows like Bad Girls Club, Jersey Shore, all those shows. That's where all the that's where all the memes come from. All the memes you see on Twitter are from those shows. I just yeah. feel like if people keep championing it, championing for it the way that we are, that it'll get on the air one day. Hopefully, I can hopefully because I I'm not buying it. As much as I love it, I'm not buying it. So I pay enough in streaming that y'all gonna have to get on one of these damn services. I hear yeah. MTV might be trying to buy it. Ooh, that would be a great day. move. That would be a great... I would love That would be a really smart move, business-wise, too. Because Bad Girls Club has such good revenue. You know how many people watch that show? Like, actually, everyone. You know, everyone. Do, you know how, do you know the group of girls who did not get to go on that show who were pissed? Because of quarantine, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be a fucking bad girl so bad. I had no reason to be a bad girl, but I wanted to be one. And I know so many girls that want to be bad girls, too. So I want to be one so bad for my suburban home. I literally want to be a bad girl, and, I, and there was nothing I did that was bad. The worst thing I ever what? did was bad was steal from Target. <laughs> but I wanted to be a bad girl. Listen, we can be bad girls together in quarantine, Listen, I guess. We all can be. This is a bad girls podcast. I'm <laughs> not fighting y'all. <laughs> well, this Listen. is a bad bitch podcast, that's for sure. Exactly. Okay, so Amanda, do you want to introduce our next topic? Yes. Hello, Amanda P, your resident self care queen. Self care. I'm treating me right. So every week, I want to introduce a product for self care and an activity for self care. So because self care is more than, you know, a face mask, a massage. Like it's not. It's it's about just making you feel better about yourself and ways you can enjoy your your time, especially in quarantine because it gets lonely. No one's really going outside. Well, some people are going outside, but I'm staying inside and I'll do self-care. So (laughs) the product I have today um, is by Freeman Beauty. It was founded in 1976 in Los Angeles. Um, And they first started out in beauty care, but then it just changed to Freeman. And now they specialize in skincare and face masks. And a face mask I've been using is the Cosmic Holographic Peel-Off Mask. Um, it's amazing. Literally, like, your face closed. It's, and it's, like, it's kind of gooey, and it's, like, a purple sheer, um, like, sheet on your face. And then it dries, and you just peel it all off, and then it's super easy. All you have to do is wash your face before it. Um, I love, like, masks. They're great. And they're really fun. It takes, like, 15 minutes to dry. What about you guys? Like, do you guys do, like, skincare and face masks? Like, what do you guys do? So I have been quarantined with my lovely boyfriend. Um, so I have literally been trying to keep the same routine as I would if I was by myself. Of course, um, yeah. It's really hard. It really is hard, especially when you're quarantined with other people, um, to keep up your routine. I have just been doing the bare minimum. I have my 
my cleanser, my moisturizer, and one of my serums from The Ordinary. And I tried to do that if I could muster up the courage every day, twice a day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is, sometimes it's hard, especially in the beginning of quarantine when you're like, you just go home and you don't, do, you don't want to do anything, you're on the couch, binge watching, whatever. But honestly, like, you know, especially when I was in Florida with my dad, I would do skincare every single day. I would do something. I always wash my face when I wake up and go to bed. Yeah. It's really important, honestly, but it also just makes you feel good. I don't know. It makes me feel good. I have been doing great in skincare right now, but that's because I'm currently living alone. I go home tomorrow, so I'll see how I can keep it. I'm just going to have to learn to work around my mom and my brother's schedule, but mm-hmm. as a social work major, I learned that self-care is the most important thing. Yes, ma'am. You do. You cannot take care of anybody else if you're not taking care of yourself. Yourself. That's preach, a damn fact. Preach, preach, preach. You need to at least put an hour before you go to bed, maybe two, to self-care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, when you shower, like I wash my face in the shower. I use a scrub for my face. I use, I have like a booty scrub for my butt. Like I'll be Period. dead ass and open right now. I do everything because it makes me feel good. And like, I don't know, it just also reflects you as like, as a person, like as you present yourself. That's just how I feel about skincare. I, just, I love using rose water. Like even if, because yes. like I said, um, we don't really feel like keeping up with it. I always make sure like before I go to bed, when I wake up in the morning, after I brush my teeth, if I'm not fully washing my face the way I'm supposed to, like the deep whole routine that I'm washing my face a little bit and putting rose water on and then moisture. Yeah, like rose water, like toner is great for your skin because it evens out your color. Because like you guys know me, I used to be Mrs. like red face. I wasn't white, I'm red. My skin color was literally red freshman year. But I really yes. like how to use toners and my skin, my complexion's so much better. Do you see the skin? You, you guys don't see the skin, but do I you guys want to look at me? I see. Also, shout out Witch Hazel. Witch Hazel. Yes, from Burt's um, Beef. Hell yeah. Good for me. It's very simple, very quick. You just throw some on. Yeah. I have this really good um, cleansing, um, toning type bar situation. And it's from Urban Skin that you can get from literally Target, and it's not expensive at all. And it really keeps my skin bright, and I feel really good doing it. Yeah, I love that brand. You should. I feel like skincare, any type of self-care should make yourself feel good afterwards. Because you do it for you. You don't do it for anyone else. Yeah. So the next self-care thing I want to talk about. So aside from, like, that, like, the physical part of self-care, definitely, like, doing, like, activities and things that you like to do helps. So lately... Um, I actually found my coloring book from freshman year. It's like a Zen one. And you just like color in a bunch of like mandalas and like really pretty images. And personally, I use colored pencils. Coloring is so therapeutic. I literally sat on the porch the other day, beautiful day, just coloring, listening to music for like three hours. The time flew by, you know? Like I definitely suggest like if you can find an activity that like makes you happy and like, you know, you, you lose track of time, that's great because you, you'll enjoy doing it even more. So I definitely suggest coloring to everyone if they can. Um, You know, I live for the arts, coloring, puzzles, painting. It's all good brain food. Great. My little brother likes to tease me. My little brother likes to tease me about my coloring, but you know, it makes me calm. No. He's a 13 year old boy. I I don't really care what he says most of the time. I also do some (laughs) coloring is for the soul. It just relaxes you. It also like, you know, everyone's been binge watching or on their phone, their laptop. It's like, you know, get your eyes off the screen for a few hours. Like, you know, that's just how I feel about it. It's definitely an activity that anyone can do as well. Yeah. I also like to do some slide puzzles. 
Yes, yeah, I, I as the puzzle queen. So puzzles are where it's at. Jigsawplanet.com. If you hear this somehow, please sponsor us. Sponsor <laughs> us. Okay, so thank you so much, Amanda. That was amazing. amazing. Um, and now we're going to talk about our topic of the day, which is how long is too long to be talking to someone. So. I'm going to start with what is talking. So we all went to college, and on top of all going to college, we have all lived together. Yes. Um, yes. And, and um, you know, we've all had our fair share of talking. Relationships, if you will. Of, yeah. We all talked. We all talked. <laughs> In college, obviously, everybody is getting to know each other, um, and... Sometimes you and the boy you're talking to aren't dating. Y'all are just talking. Y'all are talking every day, hanging out every weekend. We're just hooking up. But like We're just hooking up. But then you feel some type of when he goes and hooks up with a girl on the soccer team. And we're going to talk about why. <laughs> and we're just going to talk about why. We're just going to talk about why. So first of all, I'm just going to start this off by saying um, that... I was the least active in talking to anybody in college. That's because I don't personally believe that talking is a thing. I'm not gonna, if I'm gonna hook up with you, that's one thing, but I'm not gonna talk to you other than hooking up, other than with like making sure that both of us are being safe. Ajla is a Virgo if you have. Ajla is is on her easy A. Ajla is the biggest Virgo you will ever meet, but it's honestly a blessing because she can be straight up with you and just tell you what the fuck is up. So I appreciate that. Anyway. Virgo. Stop playing like it's a bad thing. Um, but if I'm dating you and you start talking to somebody else, that's fine. But don't let me, but don't get upset when I'm also casually dating. The point of dating is to get to know someone. So if you say, if I ask you, what are we? And you say, we're talking, I'm going to stop putting, I'm going to take sex off the table completely. Cause I don't, I don't have sex with people I just talk to. I talk to my friends all the time. I don't have sex with any of them. I, I, feel, like, I feel like talking was just a mutual term for exclusively dating. That's what I thought. But why can't we just say exclusively dating? Because people feel like dating means commitment. Dating doesn't mean commitment until you say that I'm exclusively only dating you. So we can be casually dating, but you don't. Have, but people call people casually date all the time, but they call it talking. So that way, if another person catches feelings and one does something stupid, they, can't they don't have it. to have any. They can't get mad. Talking, That's yeah. the way to gaslight you. Talking is definitely a safety net. Talking is like just in case I don't like you for some reason, I'm just gonna say that we've been talking this whole time. Yeah, you don't know that it's not more. Yeah, because you're just starting out. You're meeting all these people all at once, especially freshman and sophomore year. Like, you're living on campus. It's a lot. It's very overwhelming, dating and talking to people, and you're talking to multiple people. But, like, talking? I don't know. I think it's just getting to know someone and seeing where it goes. And obviously, if it goes well, then you eventually talk about what your relationship is. And then, But that's a different topic. That's a different story. So, I don't know if I'm toxic. <laughs> <laughs> you are sometimes. It's okay. I just feel like <laughs> um, it has to do more of who you're quote-unquote talking to. It really has to do with people's standards and how they communicate with one another because yes, some people feel as if I've hooked up with you for every weekend straight for the past month, like, and we don't, we mutually, let's say we have a Snapchat streak, 
let's say that we mutually don't talk to each other, but we don't know that each other don't talk like to other people. I feel like that's still almost dating because it's just like we never had dating. to talk. No and mama don't mean nothing. I'm just gonna say that no and mama don't mean nothing. No and his friends from high school don't mean nothing. No and his birthday don't mean nothing. Until you sit down and have the what are we doing conversation, yeah. all of that do not mean nothing. His friends are not your friends. Her oh. friends are not your friends. They are lying to you. Oh, but that doesn't. But that doesn't mean that it's still not shady and rude for these things to occur. Don't feel like you are the stupid one. Acts are more important than words. I'm just gonna say that if they're not show, if they're showing all of this, then what are you supposed to? And on top assume? of that, just because they're showing it, if if you say what are we, and they're like, well, I show you how much I care about you, that don't mean shit. That don't mean nothing. They can show you all day, but until they can tell you and show you, Mm -hmm. it's It's nothing. nothing. But in my experience, like with my current boyfriend, that's kind of how it went where we hooked up and then we talked all summer and then we got back and we started hanging out like frequently and like on days where it was, it was any day. It was, you know, he, I was studying together. Yeah. But he showed me that he wanted to be with me and we, and we dated and we dated for four months before we became, became official. So that's just me. So that's just how I see it. And girls, don't, don't, girls or boys, don't answer after 10 p.m. if that's the first time you're talking to them that day. Because exactly. that is nothing. That's a booty call. That's a booty call. Okay, so out of everyone's personal experience with talking, what is one thing that you feel like you've learned the most? Like, what's one thing that you have taken away from your whole experience of dating in college and talking to boys in college? What's one thing that you will always take with you into your future relationships or your current relationships? I think Mariah should go first because she's squirming in her seat right now. <laughs> you know, I will always be the first person to say I have a lot of learning to still do. Um, you can always learn more. Um, but I think one thing or like the top thing that I've learned was Basically, don't live in your own head. Make sure that everything is always reciprocated from both sides and you always have to have words of affirmation. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to make sure that you're communicating in the best ways possible. Don't keep everything inside. Yes, I love that. But I always like to end things knowing that, you know, there's nothing that could have happened. Like, that's fine. Like, life moves no on. Hard, no hard feelings. Exactly. You know, on. I think with me, like, I think especially when I first started, like, being sexually active and talking to boys, which, like, you guys know, that took me a long time. That really took me until sophomore year. I was always a very more trusting person. I kind of learned, like, you really have to... I don't know. I've learned how to put my guard up more because you really can't trust these men out here sometimes. They are scumbags. Some of the, a lot of them are. And I'm very lucky to be in a relationship now where he's the sweetest person ever, would never do that to me. But that took a long time to get to. You know, it doesn't happen right off the bat. You don't go to college and meet a boy and you're married forever. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. You have to have the shitty moments in relationships and dating to get to that point. So it just builds you up because, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But I'm very unemotionally attached until I'm emotionally invested. Um, and that's because of experiences that happened prior to college. Um, not anything to do. Like, just don't give your time to somebody unless you know if it's going to go somewhere for sure. I always let myself down. I always had high expectations. So I, also, then, I, then I had lower expectations, but then that's not good either. You kind of have to find a middle ground. Yeah. Also, 
make sure that you're good in yourself without somebody first. Like, make fact. sure that, like, if somebody comes in, like, there's no way that they can mess with the inner peace that you've created in yourself. So what I've learned, <clears throat> I, <laughs> what I've learned in Bodhi school <laughs> is... <laughs> So, um, this pencil broke the first day. <laughs> so, okay. Um, you know, everybody else, I was, I'm just going to say it. Like I was the worst one. I had a lot to learn. I still have a lot to learn, but I have, yeah, I, what I've learned the most is to just really understand that I am wrong. And it's something that I still struggle with to this day, but there's a lot of times where I'm wrong and Sometimes you have to be put in your place. Like, even me in my current relationship, like, there's times where I'm dead-ass wrong. Like, just wrong. And sometimes I have to just move on with that. Like, just owning up to realizing that you're not perfect and just as much as you expect. uh, Yeah. You expect this guy to walk into your life and be perfect and give you everything you want. What do you bring to the table? That's Mm. what I learned. Mm. Like the preacher. What do you bring to the table? What do you bring? Would you want to date you? Would you want to date? I want to date you. The relationship that I'm in now, I couldn't have been in my freshman year. And like, I realized that I had to become the person that I wanted to be to be with the person that I want to be with. I was so against you being with him freshman year. I was like, don't do that. Don't do that. Everybody was against you being. Okay. This kid, I've always wanted to be with him, but my friends have been like, bitch, no, you're a hot ass mess is not going to go anywhere. And as much as I wasn't trying to hear it, it was the truth. It was the truth. And I really feel like I'm not done growing. No one is, but I know that I'm definitely not. But I definitely feel like the person I am now is nothing compared to the person I was freshman year of college. But that's okay. You grew from that experience and you're completely different now, obviously. Yeah, because you have to grow. So I think that's one thing I would take from all of the experiences I've had is just like, would you want to date yourself? And if the answer is no, then you need to work on that and you need to grow. You've got, you got some work to do and that's okay. Everyone can take time to grow and learn and just learn about themselves even more every day. So our next question. Love you, Glenn. <laughs> Everyone loves Glenn. Yes. Um, so our next question is, when do you DTR? Ooh, define the relationship. Yeah. How would y'all define the relationship? What, what, what does that step look like? I think if, you're, if you've been with someone, I would say between two to four months, like in my situation, like I was dating my boyfriend early. Yeah, we were exclusively hooking up together, always together for the whole semester. So that's four months. And then like that New Year's, we made it official. So I just think it like, depending on how, you, how comfortable you are with that person, like you can, it's not forced. Like you kind of just make up your mind. You're like, all right, look, I think we can do this and be boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. When, for the instance with Glenn and I, literally we were just hanging out for a long time and I was just like, hey, are you seeing anybody else? And he was like, no. And I was like, because I'm not. Neither <laughs> am I. And the next yeah. time we hung out, we were dating. So like, yeah. it's, it's very much just like, it gets to the point where you're just so comfortable with someone else where it's just like, okay, I can talk to you about anything. And like, I'm just going to let you know how I'm feeling and take that as you will. You're, if you're cuddling with someone and you're allowing yourself to be that vulnerable, then you should be vulnerable enough to ask them what you guys are. That's it always goes say. back to, tell, to going back to asking, what are we? I think that's how you define the relationship. Just to have the balls to be like, okay, so what is this? Yeah. 
And like after two months, once after two months of like data, like Amanda P said, if I ask you again, what are we? And you don't say, well, I want to be your boyfriend. Bye. Then I'm going to start dating other people. That, that's a fact. That's the other thing. If the other person isn't willing to have the conversation, isn't comfortable enough to have the conversation, one, they're not ready. And two, if it's that bad, move therapy. on. Also, it just has to do a lot with communication. Like, what? It's more of a, like, a why. Like, why aren't we a thing? Like, yeah, if they what is happening here? Yeah. You if their why is, oh, I'm not ready to be in a committed relationship, that's your cue right there, honey. Um, don't wait around. Go start. start. They're not going to be ready in two weeks. Like, oh, yeah. Don't ever wait around for a man. Even If a yeah. man tells you, if a man or even if a girl tells you they're not ready for a relationship, that means they're not ready for a relationship with you. And if that's the case, pack your shit. And get out because there's, there's someone out there who does want to be with you. Just know that, and it will happen one day. You can take whatever you've got for that. Cut them off. Cut them off. Cut them off sexually. Stop. Don't them off sexually. But mm-hmm. you don't have to hate them. You don't have to hate all your exes. You don't have to hate all the people that you hooked up with. Even though Buff State was big college, especially combined with UB, we all hung around the same people. So it's like everyone knows everyone's information somehow. So it's yeah. like if you quote unquote hooked up with somebody or whatever like people automatically claim like this is yours or whatever but that's not really how it goes sometimes the worst part of talking to someone is telling other people because it's the the social aspect of it yes as soon as people know that you're hooking up with whoever it's out there it's out there and as soon as you got something to say as soon as he's seen with someone else best believe whether you care or not you're gonna be like told about it and it's going to be the biggest thing for that weekend yeah trust me it's happened to all of us oh yeah oh yes yeah but all of us oh yes baby. most of us Ajale, you know what just <laughs> one day man one day one day i'm gonna drag Ajale. Ajale. and it's gonna be on this podcast Ajale is gonna get dragged one day you're gonna be, you're gonna be busted, sang by Candace from fucking mm-hmm. Phineas and Ferb. Oh, you, you can't bust me for anything because I make it 100 percent clear before I even do something, whether or not it's serious or not. That's true. But the thing is, like, even when we were in those situations where, like, you saw the guy you're hooking up with last week with another girl, in the real world, it's kind, it's, it's not that it's not like that, but like you're not. It's it's a much bigger space a much bigger pond of people so it's not as like emotional whereas in college when it's the same people every weekend yeah it's gonna suck when you see that i definitely agree with that and i feel like that's a take that a lot of us older people to like try to take once we get out and like see the real world we are older but i'm serious but um and like see what's going on but there's so many options in the real world low-key if you've been in a work environment you see that's the same stuff like if you look up with anybody at your job watch yeah that's, that's dr- that that's you're looking for trouble you're looking for drama if you do that no offense this is an amazing first podcast i'm so proud of us we had too. so much fun this was great it's so gonna be amazing so excited um but yeah guys like thanks so much for tuning into the elephant in the room podcast all of our friends and all that who are gonna listen what's up y'all What's up? Oh, Shout yeah. out. Yeah. Make sure you tell people to follow us too, okay? And to all the people who have us blocked, you're right. to you too, because I know you watch it. If you have me blocked, 
I'm just glad you're able to hear my voice again. Congrats. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shout out to Megan Thee Stallion on her Savage Fenty collab deal. Yes, yeah, saw that earlier today. Period, period. Well, I love you guys. And love you. Love you. See you next week. See you next week. And we're out. Bye. Bye. We did.